Welcome to the Truckers Podcast with your host, Raymond White, telling the story of those who move America. Today we have Jesse Davis. Uh, Jesse brings ministry to the trucking and oil and gas industry. Uh, he is the man who leads growth and development at Dunnigan Transport based in Abilene, Texas. And in this episode, we'll talk about leadership, steering a faith-based organization, and the intentional steps it takes to build the culture you want. Uh, Jesse, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely, my friend. Well, hey, to get us off, uh, just share with us your background, about your family. Uh, just tell us about yourself. Sure thing. Yeah, I am uh, born and raised in Abilene, Texas. Um, went to high school in a little town right outside of, of Abilene called Clyde. Uh, just kind of grown up here. So my wife and I married, uh, we were 20 and 21 whenever we got married, uh, so kind of stuck around, did uh, undergrad in Abilene, did grad school, kind of worked all the way through within that. Um, and you know, had, a um, started out in, in church world, kind of church, church employment, um, you know, vocationally, and then realized there's not really this kind of clear cut you know, separation at times that we have and had a little bit of a entrepreneurial bit and spirit in me as well. And so uh, just kind of kind of grown off into to that end, you know, on the professional end. So I had some touches within you know, the business world, had my own um, businesses, have uh, consulted, coached, and some HR and, you know, some different industries and things like that. Um, we've got, like I said, I've been married um, or I guess, 18 years now. So wow. been great. Super thankful for that. We've got three, three boys now. So we've got uh, a 13 year old, an almost 10 year old and an almost two year old. So we've got the scope of a spread from a toddler to a teenager. So we've got our, our hands full juggling. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Well, well tell us about uh, Dunnigan and uh, what you guys do. Sure thing. So, uh, Dunga Transport is a you know a regional trucking company. Uh, started in 1981 by Randy Dunnigan, uh, and so he and and Dana, his wife, uh, started this really one truck and and working out of their house and the family business, and it's just grown grown since then. Um, uh, their son Bo Dunnigan kind of took took over uh, the helm of the company and and running that as as president there and seen a lot of growth you know since that that time period really specializing on the the energy end of things you know really roots yeah. within oil and gas and still a very strong footprint there uh, you know water trucks vacuum trucks. Um, pump trucks, uh, but then also really branching out into an aggregate end with some, some belly dumps and end dumps and, and continuing to really kind of grow and expand and do this thing one, one step at a time. So incredible team. Um, we've got a hundred and as of today, 146 employees on the team. Uh, so a hundred drivers, uh, 110 trucks and, it's an incredible team. So not yeah, we're wonderful. not perfect. We don't ever claim to be, but but healthy for sure, and, and really try to keep it that way. No, absolutely. Well, how did you and and Bo meet? Because uh, that that's what that that's how you started working. I'm assuming is you and you and Bo Dunnigan met, or 
or share, share how you got to to be at Dunnigan. Yeah, so we uh, we met through a mutual friend. Uh, There's a friend of mine who's actually a a member of the team of Dunnigan at the time um, as a like a connections coordinator slash kind of chaplain kind of role. Uh, okay, and his, his name was Zach, and just great guy, and we were really good friends, and we'd just been kind of talking about some different things just within. Uh, you know, the, the marketplace and the workplace and in particular, just really how we're seeing uh, just the, the kingdom of God advancing, people being loved on and and how that's working through these different businesses. And so Zach at the time was doing just that at, at Dunnigan Transport, you know, uh, just loving on drivers, loving on the team and making his way around. And so we kind of got connected through that process and I'm just kind of sharing with him just kind of, you know, my heart and what's in me. And there's just kind of a sense of some change that I was having in that season. And he said, well, you need to come and meet Bo. So, <laughs> so I, I had met Bo done again before, you know, before then. And so I went out to the office at the time and we kind of set up in the, around the conference table there and just kind of shared our stories, shared our hearts. And it's just, it's wild how, um, you know, there's, there's sometimes in life, there's just these people that our lives kind of, they, they intersect with. And it's like, we just know, like, there's, there's something here, something to this. Right. And, oh, yeah. and that's kind of how that, that started. Um, and it was really, uh, uh, I, I would say without it just being, you know, weird sounding, you know, even, a kind of a supernatural level of just some trust and things like that, uh, mutual respect and rapport, uh, that was just quickly, quickly established, um, between us and, you know, it's grown and developed from there to, you know, at this point, I, I mean, I would say that, that, you know, he's, Bo Dunning is one of my closest friends for sure. I mean, there's yeah. not anybody that I trust any more than him in, in my life. And, uh, it's been a great uh, experience. No, that's wonderful. Well, you know, Dunnigan doesn't shy away from the fact that, you know, it's a faith-based organization. And, you know, how do you guys navigate that in today's world? And do you feel that it strengthens your organization? Right. No, that's a great question. So, and I always like to clarify, you know, because, yeah, people, you know, throw out, you know, a faith-based organization, or I've heard people say, you know, a Christian organization or whatever. And, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily like that in regard specifically within that label, just because I don't know that an organization is the semantics, but could be yeah, Christian, right, in itself. But what I would say is that we are we are folk very purpose driven focused on the the reason for Dunnigan Transport, right? Is yeah. is to to seek the the kingdom of God first and foremost above, above everything, and so that's the the driving force and motivator behind everything that we do and how we do it. Like I said before, you know, not perfectly, but healthy and with that, that full intent there. And so absolutely, uh, the way that plays out, you know, within the business is, you know, we, we don't require anybody to, you know, believe what we believe or to think a yeah. certain way um, by any means. And I, don't, and I don't think that's right. Like one, you just can't do that. Right. It's illegal. <laughs> yeah. But two, it's just, that's not the best operating system. That's not the way to really show love. To no, of people, course. Right? We accept people how they are and where they are, but at the same time, we don't shy away from um, why and how we do what we do. And that is really the, the driving force behind every bit of it. And so it, it impacts the way that we try to, we try to know our team. We try to, 
to love on those within our team and our customers and vendors. I mean, the the full scope of that. So it's it's messy at times. We we uh, sometimes I think whenever we think of uh, you know you, you've used the term faith based you know organization or business or whatever, right? We can kind of think that it's uh, you know. I don't know, sprinkles and cotton candy. Oh, and, yeah. You well, know, and it's gotten, thing, but you know, kind of like everything in society, it's gotten a label and that label has a lot of different meanings. You know? Right. No, absolutely. But it's, but it's, but what it does actually require though, and what, you know, really loving people, you know, that's a big piece of how this plays out is it's a difficult thing at times, right? People are messy. I'm a messy person. We're all, you know, we all got our, <laughs> our stuff along the way. And part of doing that well, though, and especially as leaders, is we we lean into that. We have critical conversations when we need to have critical conversations. We do the difficult things when the difficult things need to be done, right? We can't shy away from uh, accountability. I mean, accountability is an act of love, right? We, we got to also at the same time protect the whole. And so sometimes, you know, people aren't a fit. And so we've got to make those yeah. decisions. And so it's, you know, on one end, I think people can think, well, that would be a really easy, just kind of pie in the sky way to do things. Um, but I would argue it's actually a lot more difficult. However, uh, the payoff is a lot better, right? There's a lot more meaning to that. There's a lot more uh, satisfaction to that. There's a higher standard that people are are helped to grow up into as well as we're developing. And because we really want everybody to, to reach their their fullest potential. And that's different for everybody. And oh, of course. Everybody's got, you know, um, different strengths and different weaknesses and all that. And sometimes we can get in this place where we go through life and don't ever even think about that. Right. And so some of the challenge of this is like, Hey, who, who have you been uniquely created to be? And how can we help you accomplish that and achieve that? And sometimes it's, over the long haul and somebody gets to be with us for a, a long extended season or a whole career. And sometimes it's, we sort through these things and realize, Hey, this is really, this is where you need to be and get to help send them on the way. Yeah. Well, I've, I've heard something before of, you know, uh, an organization's leader said that they actually, their goal is no matter what, and kind of like exactly what you said that you want everybody, whether they're, you know, they're with the company for five days or five years or 15 years, you want them to leave better than they maybe showed up. You know what I mean? You want to pour into people and you want them to look back and say, man, that was a, that was a really great experience no matter what. And so I think that's, uh, I think that's exactly what you're saying. Right. No, that absolutely is. What, what problems do you see in our industry when it comes to leadership just in general? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, And I don't want to just kind of, you know, nitpick get into a nitpicking place within that right but there's definitely a lot of of challenges uh within that i think some of it at maybe a very foundational level just uh, even starts with a real and true accurate understanding of what what leadership is right and really what that means right and what what fuels that um and then not just Industry-wise, that's definitely a big piece of it, but just the, the time that we live in general, right? The workforce has made some dramatic changes uh, from what you know things were 10, 20, definitely 30 years ago, uh, you know, just with the, the interactions within people. We've got different uh, generations and, and dynamics and things that oh, take yeah. place within that. And so learning how to 
to navigate that and to really lead, you know, first a, a strong, thorough understanding of what it, what leadership is, what that means, you know, the difference in that and just, you know, managing or managing projects or tasks that these are people. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah. is a, a, that's a big one. Right. And I, and we see that within industry wise, you know, there's by and large, it's just easy to see these folks as a number and they're a number to be a seat in the truck and, to, you know, get, whatever you know product from a to b or perform whatever particular task or service yeah just a cog in the machine exactly and that's probably the that that's probably the biggest like uh i would say foundational challenge industry-wise because one it's wrong that's not the best way to operate (laughs) but two uh two people don't like that right nobody wants to be treated like a cog in the machine yeah Um, but unfortunately, we have a lot of folks out there that still try try to use that operating system, and things have things have changed. So I'd say that's a that's a big one. You know, another is just the um, the ever increasing speed and advancement of technology, right? So we've got and a lot of folks out here trying to operate uh, in an analog world, and we're we're digital now. It's just mm. not, not the case anymore. And so for leaders in general as well, you know, older seasoned leaders realizing that we've got to, the change has got to be made. Um, and then young leaders coming up to grab a hold of that and embrace it. Uh, absolutely. Well, you know, kind of maybe this goes down the technology route, but maybe explain kind of the nuts and bolts of, of how you approach leadership every day, like boots on the ground. What are some of the things that you try to intentionally do on a daily basis? Yeah. So uh, again, first for that foundational piece of it, like I recognize that um, leadership is a a stewardship. It's a stewardship of influence. It's a stewardship of people. Um, And then for me, you know, in particular, specifically, I operate from just a deep level of really a conviction, uh, just just based on my my belief and based on my faith here that. You know, as a leader, uh, I've been entrusted as a, again a stewardship, and I've been entrusted by God with really His His most valuable resource, people. So it is. That's what that boils down to. So yes, we're in business, and we're going to make a profit. And we need to make a great profit. And we need to provide an excellent service and and perform great. But it starts with the the people side of that, and so that awareness is at the forefront of my mind. Um, Every day, so the, an yeah, that's a good reminder for that. everybody. I mean, you got yeah. my got my wheels turning on that. Of yeah, you know, and and my being as as intentional about that as I can be. You know, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely. And then as a leader, we realize like right the the our job, our task is the people, right? And then accomplishing these tasks, right? The day to day tasks of it. That's that's their job, right? And we're, and we're all. It, it looks different, but they're all important, all essential, and all critical. But and so, whenever I'm operating throughout the day, it's how do I essentially add value to this person so that mm-hmm. they can better accomplish their task and what's in front of them, you know? And so, sometimes it's some encouragement along the way. Sometimes it's just some, you know, positive reinforcement through that, you know. Uh, Sometimes it's accountability, you know, on the coaching side or whatever that may be. But as I'm 
kind of looking around and seeing that, uh, that's how I'm operating from. And then as a leader, you've got a, because you're not zeroed in on the, you know, the particular task part of it, right? We're focusing on the people and then we're focusing on the operations of the business as a whole. Mm. Um, I just have a wider, wider angle lens is all right. It's not better or worse. It's yeah. Just, it's it's a little bit wider angle lens. And so I'm looking for how do I tie this piece over into this piece? And how does that impact this piece over here? Because we can easily get really siloed, right? Whenever we're in a particular department or an area or whatever it may be. No, of course. Uh, and we, we don't see that wide angle. And so as leaders, our job is to have the wide angle and to realize if this lever gets pulled over here, it impacts this over there. And uh, as a leader, to value people, I got to realize all those implications along the way and go, mm. okay, how am I, how am I helping that? No, of course. No. And I can tell you that uh, the people, you know, everybody appreciates that, you know, everybody appreciates that. How uh, you're, you're going to love this one, but I already know your answer, but I want to kind of get into this, which is how difficult is it to build? And then how difficult is it to maintain the culture that you want in an organization? Yeah, that's a, uh... It's a long game. Uh, it's a long game. It's a, <laughs> Does it ever it's end? A, is the real question. It doesn't. Um, yeah, but that's okay because it's also you know I'm. I think as a leader, your culture is really your most valuable asset that you have, right? Because it's nonstop. It's twenty four seven around the clock. Your yeah. culture is there and it and it exists, right? Um, and so you think about culture. Uh, it's probably good even just. You know, the nerd and me to kind of think through definitions of that. And okay, what do we mean by culture? Right. It's kind of yeah. an abstract thing. And probably one of the better uh, definitions I've come across is a, a guy named Dave Ferguson. He's a speaker and author, entrepreneur, just a, a great guy. But, but he said that culture is the, the spontaneous, repeated patterns of behavior by people. Spontaneous, repeated patterns of behavior by people. So it's just it's ongoing, right? It's just yeah. kind of what we eventually naturally begin to do. Yeah, I've never and heard so it said that we, way, but I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably just the most concise thing that I've heard. Um, but with that, there's a it takes work. It's a process to put in play. Well, it's going to happen either way. So you intentionally or unintentionally, right? So it takes work <laughs> yeah. to do it with the way you want it to be. Otherwise, you just have a culture and you can look up and you're not going to like it or be pleased with it. Um, yeah. But there's there's some certain steps if we're going to be intentional about developing a culture or shaping a culture that we really have to, we've got to implement, right? So I think of it really kind of five steps. Uh, again, this is my like systematic nerd in me, I think. Yeah. But you know, step one is you've got to make a, you've got to make a commitment. Right. So this is what we're going to do. This is who we're going to be. I've got to, I've got to sort this thing out. Right. Mm-hmm. Get with my leadership team here. Get with, you know, the, the conviction that I have in me for this is what our culture is going to be. And I'm making a commitment up front. Like it's, uh, we're in and this is what we're going to do. Right? After that, really, I think you've got to, as a leader, just start doing it. And, and really what I mean by that is you set the example. Right. Yeah. You, so you've made a commitment to it and then you just start and, and you start and you start and you do it in a way that makes an example of what it is. So that's step two. Step three is really you've got to communicate that out then. 
So start teaching it, start getting that in front of people, put some language to what you've been doing. Right? Again, the repetition out there. It. Yeah. Well, that's step four. Oh, okay. Right? I'm jumping ahead of you. Well, man. step five. Yeah. So, so you're going to make your commitment within it, right? You set the example when you're doing it, you're going to communicate it and teach it. Right. And then what you've got to do is you've got to recognize it. And so uh, there's a, you know, it's an old principle in place, right? What's rewarded is repeated. And mm. so we've got to reinforce this. Um, so we recognize it, we reward it, we hold things accountable, we coach whenever that needs to happen, but it's got to be reinforced. Um, and then as it's reinforced, then that, that last piece is just it's repeated. You put this on repeat, right? Oh, it doesn't yeah. stop. We can't just get to this place and then go, okay, well, we got that. Now let's move on. Like this is a, this is an ever going thing, right? Culture is like a culture. If you think about, you know, within your business is like a cup, right? It's culture is like a cup with a bunch of holes in it. It leaks, it leaks out everywhere. Oh, so yeah. Once we stop pouring into it, it's, she's, she's it's going to drop she's and it's not going to be yeah. what we want. Right. So there's a, a repetitive nature that we do. So that's what I said before, you know, it's, it's a long game here. Like we're, we got to be committed over the long haul to really see it implemented and reinforced. Yeah. You reminded me of something and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it, it's the same thing you mentioned, like you mentioned with the cup with the holes in it. It's kind of like, uh, like a, a skillet on the stove, you know, as soon as you turn the heat off, you know, or, or maybe you're boiling water, you know, as soon as you turn the heat off, that thing quits boiling pretty quickly. <laughs> you right. know, you got to keep that constant heat on to keep the water boiling. Uh, I, I love that. No, that's great. Well, Jesse, what are you trying to accomplish in 2024? You know, we're still in January, you know, everybody's still red hot with all their uh, commitments for the year. But I'm just curious, personal, business-wise, I mean, what are you trying to get done uh, this year? Yeah, no, that's great. So, um, you know, on a personal note, I, I kind of start out with some targets, you know, every year. I've done that for a long time. We call it goals. Resolution. I like targets better just because it's different maybe that's all that there is to it yeah, but no, absolutely. and i kind of i i map those out in different uh just different areas so i do some um you know i do mental kind of focus targets you know so i'll do you know x amount of books throughout the year that i'm going to commit to within okay. that yeah. you know kind of help with some mental energy some other mental exercise i do physical targets you know kind of a working out regimen and routine some diet type stuff. Um, I do some spiritual development targets within that. So, you know, reading type things, some different studies, some groups, that sort of thing. Uh, I've got some family targets just with, you know, my marriage, my wife and I, uh, and then as a, as a father with my boys that I, I try to make sure that I hit and go after. And then I've got some of like course. professional, some business type targets that I, that I map out. And so I'm, I'm a, I'm a target or a goal kind of nut. I love it. I've always been wound that way, you know. Yeah. I like to know what I'm what I'm shooting for there. So yeah, how do you keep kind of track of the, it? Yeah, yep. I, I keep track of it. I can. You have a um, you write it down or what do you what do you do there? I write it down so I journal. I like to do that. I also I uh, I go public with it as well as another kind of added uh, accountability piece. You know, if I'm yeah. not careful, like I can. You, you can hold yourself accountable <laughs> yeah. to a point, but it's like, come on, I can lie to myself better than anybody can. Yeah, right? everyone, so I, we all I don't, can. you know, yeah. yeah. So I don't necessarily post it on like social media, but I've got a handful of folks that I go, Hey, here's what I'm, here's what I'm doing this 
year, like ask me on it, check, check, see how I'm doing, you know, um, encourage me along the way. It's just some people I've given kind of some permission in life towards with that. And then I, I'll do a checkpoint, you know, um, every few months or whatever. Okay. Am I doing this? Am I home to it? Where am I at? And, uh, kind of keeping that in line there. So, so yeah, that's kind of the, the, the personal side within the business side of things, you know, we're really, some of it is, you know, we, we really stay uh, keyed up on some core values and our commitment towards those, you know, within Dunning and Transport uh, in particular, you know, we've, we've got three really uh, basic foundational core values to everything that we do. So, you know, de- dependability, growth, and generosity. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've, we've focused everything through the year kind of around those those three lenses and filters and what that means and what that looks like. Right. So it's, it's a, we're a service business. And so de- de- dependability is critical. right? Like yeah. And so, but really, Absolutely. you know, it's not just external towards customers, but um, it's a service with within ourselves as well. Right. We're all our own customers in different ways. So we have a, you know, if we have a dispatcher, we've realized that the, uh, Drivers are their customers as well, just as much as the actual customers are. And the back office side, you know, it's, no, the, the team is, you know, we're, we're all connected through that. So really being dependable and committed to that is is critical. And then on the growth piece, you know, it's it's not just external growth. I think that's a lot of times what we think about or first comes to mind. But, you know, there's an internal growth that happens of, you know, sharpening things up and tithing me up, you know procedures and processes and, and uh, just getting better, right? And maybe that's a better way to put it, but just getting better. Oh, of um, course. And then the generosity piece of things, you know, again, it's generos- generosity um, externally, and there's a giving component, but there's a serving component within that as well. It's a generous with our attention and with our time, you know, patient with each other, all, all of those things. So those are kind of the driving forces behind that. Um, oh, yeah. And what we do. Well, Jesse, I, this has been great. I can't thank you enough for, for sharing. And, you know, this trucking business is so essential to our country and you play a critical role in it. And I just appreciate you coming on and sharing. And uh, it's been great. I've got some things I'm going to already planning on replaying this so I can rewrite some things down. So I appreciate you sharing more than you know. Oh, no. Thanks for having me. Definitely.